Testing mics. Oh my god. <laughs> what? <laughs> Honey. What? This is how I speak. That's how you yell. This is how I talk on that's, podcasts. That's yelling. That's why you have a problem with the audio. Here we go. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. My name is Mike Perrine. This is the Everyday Detox Podcast. If you'd like to support this podcast, please visit us when you're in New York City at Vitality NYC. It's a little oasis in the middle of... If you try to imagine New York City, it's right in the middle. Blocks from Times Square, right across from Macy's, which is the biggest retail store in the country and possibly the world. I don't know. I got to Google that. Uh, Very, very densely populated New York City. Uh, and there's this beautiful, quiet little oasis where you can get colon hydrotherapy, infrared saunas, cryotherapy, and come to some of our nutritional workshops and live detox Q&As. Uh, it's amazing. It's my little oasis in the middle of everything. And uh, as many of you know, I've moved to Ashland, Oregon, <clears throat> which is a much smaller town, but I'm from New York City, and uh, that's why the studio is there. And I go back several times a year and we do the live detox Q&As and they're a lot of fun. So please come and connect with us there. Um, and uh, yeah, I do them very similarly similarly to the way I do them on uh, Instagram. So several times a week on Instagram, I will answer questions and I'll answer them on Insta Story. So um, if you're not in New York City and you want to get in on that Q&A action, uh, please check us out on Instagram at Everyday Detox. Uh, another way to support this podcast and something I'm very passionate about and excited about announcing is Roots and Sky Clothing. And uh, we've basically developed a t-shirt company that celebrates plant-based living and makes t-shirts with designs to inspire and motivate people to stay consistent with their nutrition and uh, um, fitness goals. So um, please pick up a shirt if you want to support this podcast. I'm wearing one right now. Uh, this is the accountability tee. It says Habits consistency, repetition, and results. And if you're watching us on YouTube, you can see it. Um, if not, take a peek at rootsandskyclothing.com. Uh, I was, you know, somebody had, um, well, a couple of people actually, they said, you know, you should start a Patreon account. You know, I really get a lot of value from your podcast and your Instagram. Like if you had a Patreon account, I'd give you money. And I was like, that's interesting. But I'm not, I, I'm not against it. But it just didn't, I don't know, it just didn't sit with me. Like, no one asked me to do a podcast or to do Insta stories or any of that stuff. So it just felt a little weird, like, hey, give me money now. Uh, however, uh, to support some of these things that we do for free, like the podcast and all the content on Instagram and YouTube, uh, I thought it would be much better if somebody actually got something for contributing to what we do here. And uh, Roots and Sky Clothing was the answer to that because you get a t shirt. And we get support, and hopefully the T-shirt helps you to. Uh, it helps to reinforce what we're trying to, the work that we're trying to do here at Vitality on the podcast, on Instagram, on YouTube. Uh, so everything is themed very appropriately and in alignment with that whole lifestyle, the cleansing life and plant-based living. Um, so please give us some support there. Also, if you're into the cleansing life, uh, this podcast is brought to you by higher dose infrared wraps. So uh, people were asking me on Instagram, they had some questions about 
uh, infrareds one day and they would send me all these links and they're like, well, I can't afford an infrared sauna. I either don't have the space or I don't have like three or four grands to buy one of these things. So, and I don't live near an Insta, you know, an infrared place. So like, what can I do? And they would send me like all these little tents and wraps and things from, from Amazon. And they all looked junky and they were made overseas and they didn't really have like any qualifications in regards to EMF testing or anything like that. So I was like, I don't know, guys, I, I don't have a cheap alternative right now. And then somebody said, well, what do you think about the higher dose wrap? And I was like, higher dose makes an infrared wrap. Now, I happen to know the owners of higher dose. So I got to have a little Q&A with them and I had all my questions answered and it does meet the quality um, standards that I would get myself. So uh, I do recommend that infrared wrap. There's a link in the description on this podcast and in this YouTube video uh, and there is a discount code there. Now, if you're still listening to this in September and I know we only got like 10 days left of it, but if you're still listening to this in September, there's $100 off, which is a big deal. The usual offer is like $50 off, which is still really cool. Um, because it's only a couple of hundred dollars. I think it's like 400 and something dollars. So, uh, and they let you do it in, in payments as well, uh, in installments as well. Uh, it's not the same as getting into an infrared sauna where your entire body is immersed. It's a wrap, but it's really cool. And I like it and I use it in the winter months. Uh, and I even think I have a saved Insta story on what it looks like and me using it. So if you're interested, you can hop over to Instagram, Everyday Detox and have a look there too. Uh, anyway, this podcast... I'm doing this intro in Ashland, Oregon. This podcast was filmed in Ashland, Oregon, and it was done with my wife, Holly Shaw Hunter Perrine. Uh, and the reason we decided to do a podcast together is because I was doing Insta stories all the time. And, you know, some people didn't even know that I had a podcast. The Instagram account is for the podcast. And people would like ask me a question. I'd be like, oh, we covered that on podcast number 16 or like whatever. And they'd go, you have a podcast? And I'm like, e yeah, that's what this Instagram account's about, isn't it? But I, some people miss that. And I guess what they thought it was, was like a lifestyle blog or something. I'm not really sure, but it's kind of turned into that because they would see my, my long distance thing between my business and, and Oregon and going back and forth. And they would see me standing in New York city with a bunch of taxi cabs and ambulances going by. And then the next day I'm like with a bunch of chickens and I have my puppies with me and I'm with Holly in a beautiful place in Oregon. And they were really interested in Holly and what her deal was and how did you guys meet and does she eat the same way as you? And what is her lifestyle like? And are you guys going to have kids? And are you going to raise them vegan? And, are you... and the questions went on and on and on. And we answered some of them in the Insta stories and on Instagram. Uh, but they just kept coming. And I thought, wow, like 60% of the people here are interested in our lives more than they are the detox Q&A. So I thought, uh, or they're interested in both. I don't know. But I thought, okay, let's do it. And we decided to do a podcast where we talk about how, uh, how we met and uh, what our lifestyle is like together and what it's like living with someone like me that's a maniac cleansing nerd. And uh, um, so uh, this is a fun one for me. It's a fun one for both of us. Uh, spoiler alert, we got married. I think I mentioned Holly's my wife. So when we, were, when we filmed this, we were engaged and we were a few months from our wedding, but we got married. So we filmed this in early spring, I believe, or mid-spring, and we got married in early summer. And it is now at the time of this intro, it is now late summer. So um, so we've been married for a few months already. And uh, yeah, it was a beautiful wedding. That's actually up on Instagram as well. Uh, but if you're here <clears throat> for like deep discussion into the cleansing life and raw foods and veganism and fasting and liver flushing and colonics and talking shit and all this stuff, this is not the podcast for you. 
this podcast is about how I met my wife uh, and it was a lot of fun for us. So um, I hope you guys enjoy it as much as we did. Let's jump right in. Oh, wait, one one last thing I forgot to mention. Uh, we just started a weekly vlog that shows a little snapshot of what our family life is like with all of our animals and rescue chickens and little adventures around Oregon and my trips back and forth from New York to Oregon. And uh, if that's your thing and you want to see more, uh, you can definitely check it out there. It's on YouTube, it's on Facebook, and probably a couple of other places, and it's called Everyday Perines. All right, let's jump into this podcast. Okay, so fun facts about our relationship. A, we met on Snapchat. Well, I had been following you on your YouTube channel and on Instagram for a long time. And like, you live in Oregon and are from Oregon. <laughs> I lived in New York City and I'm from New York City. For like seven years. Uh, you were following um, Beck's Life, who Rebecca Baruki, who's been on this podcast a lot and who I've done like 70 videos with, who's a really good friend of ours. And uh, I was doing a lot of uh, YouTube content with her and she was doing like a yoga challenge or something and you like yeah. started doing her challenge right well I was just trying to get into the whole healthy living lifestyle in general like I changed my eating I was doing yoga and so I found her and then I saw you on one of her YouTube videos and I was like, he's handsome. Oh, you're very kind. You're very kind. <laughs> now, you know, it's interesting. The video you told me that you saw me looking handsome was the one where I looked like a maniac where I had With a Fender beard. hat on and a giant beard. I hadn't trimmed my beard for so long. And then there was one clip. I was wearing a tight pink shirt. I literally look back at that and I go, what in the hell were you thinking? But hey, it, att it attracted the woman of my dreams. So, you know, and I didn't even know it. I didn't even have to try. I was actually doing the antithesis of what I thought would attract a woman. but <laughs> No, and then you had posted on your Instagram that you were now on Snapchat. Snapchat was having its moment. Yeah, it was that's pretty when hot. Snapchat like, was super popular. And so, of course, I was on there and started following you and was watching your stuff every day. I was telling the story of the building of Vitality. So we were building out the studio in New York. I was literally just doing colonics every day and sitting with construction workers. So I was like, what can I create to tell the story of what we're doing here? And I was doing that. And, you know, there was a Snapchat was like really happening. We had a lot of people watching the story. It was a lot of fun. I was engaging with everybody and I was making all of these awful jokes all the time and playing like 90s hip hop and like like doing salad montages, like things that just didn't make sense. And I thought I was the only no, one that was laughing. I thought I was the only one that was laughing at it. But <laughs> but he used to I don't know if any of you remember it, but he used to on Snapchat. He does it sometimes on Instagram now, um, like zoom in on a salad with like rap music playing or like pan by like whatever food you were making slayer sometimes a little death yeah, metal there was some some death metal too um but then i just i finally just commented on one because we never had any interaction no and you yeah. don't see people on snapchat it's not like facebook right yeah it's not you don't know who these people are you just see a name yeah so i i commented on one um these always make me laugh. And what did you say? I don't remember what I said. You don't? No. What did I say to you? 
You said I didn't know if I was the only one. Oh, yeah. Well, I was always wondering if I was the only one laughing. I would literally play a smoothie video and I'd be playing Rain and Blood by Slayer. And I'm like, does anybody get why this is ridiculous? Because like nobody would ever like, you know, Instagram, you know, people have the ability now to throw like those those laughing emojis and stuff. So I kind of know that people get my silliness. But like, I was like, I think I'm the only one laughing at this stuff. People just think I'm a maniac. It's like playing Slayer and making smoothies at midnight or something. Well, you are. But then I said... I laugh with you every day. Yeah, you get. You know what? I was reeling it in. <laughs> you reeling it in a little bit, and you know, I have. I had this policy that, like, because of the content I create, and because of being a practitioner, and because of having a podcast, like, and in, you know, it's interesting on Instagram now. It shows you what your demographics are when it comes to like who's watch, who's watching your videos and stuff like that, and it's it's like eighty five to ninety percent female. So like, I would never like flirt oh, we know I, <laughs> I would never well there most women are attracted to cleansing uh you know stuff and juicing more than men are oh yeah like they're much saying. more they're much more interested in like eating vegan or cleansing or, or beautiful pictures of juice and salads than men are some men are obviously yeah. i am and a lot of guys are that makes sense. but it's a smaller like demographic of people so i had this thing where i was like i'm never going to flirt with any woman or anything like that because you don't want to ruin that experience like if someone like you know because you know how guys get it wrong all the time like a girl will be like hi and you're like oh my god she wants me you know like <laughs> so it's like so i was like i'm not going to be that guy and some somebody's going to be really nice to me and be like oh i really like your podcast and i'm never going to like ruin it for them and be that guy that's like hey yeah so i kind of had this exactly <laughs> like i'm not i was never gonna do that so i was like i kind of had this policy of like i don't ever be flirtatious with anybody regarding any obviously not professionally in the work i do but but the content i would make on social media i was like never even gonna be do that with anybody but then you goofed up you were on you accidentally sent me no i don't even know that i sent it to you i think it was just on my story and you were like oh this is to me no listen i'm old i'm not that old i understand how <laughs> i understand how it works and you direct messaged me a picture of you that obviously you sent to your girls and it was you going on a I date i think it was on my story and maybe i accidentally sent it to you also cuz we had been talking but here's what it said it said date night and it was you looking all hot <laughs> and it seemed like a picture you would send Which, to your girls why would i send that exactly to you? It, it was it makes sense i mean people did that all the time they'd accidentally hit whatever's right next to where they're trying to send it yeah, well, gets people in trouble. Yeah, it got you in trouble. Got, it got you engaged <laughs> is what it got you. So I'm looking at date night with some other loser. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah. So so anyway, I'm like, what is this? What is she? Yeah, and well, and I was forcing myself to date at the time because I was doing my work that I needed to do, and you mean your work on yourself? Yeah, and you know, I like to be at home with my rescue animals where it's comfortable, and going out and dating is like the worst absolute worst yeah and i had sworn off dating because in new york dating is a nightmare of people that just wait everyone's just wasting each other's time anyway and it's just, <laughs> it's just like not something enjoyable at all most dating i mean probably i think it is i say new york only because it's a very single city for people in their 30s and 40s and you know what i mean it's not like the small towns where people will get in long-term relationships or married in their 20s or anything you know i mean that happens too in new york a little bit but for the most part it's a transitory place where people like 
use they use everything they use bars they use they look for experiences they look they, it's like nothing is really because not most people aren't from there i'm from there like people that are from there look at people that are not from there that are littering or just like acting like a fool in the street or like you know people that lose themselves in new york it's kind of like embarrassing for people that live there because to us it's home for other people it's this place to be used for something an experience either fun or money or school or like people come through it so that's how a lot of people treat dating so i was like done with that shit and i was like i got this business i'm starting i don't have time for this stuff i don't have time for people to waste my time i'm not even that available for people and then you came by and you're like hey and then well then you asked me to go on a date a facetime date yeah you took me to the ashland food co-op i was gonna say was that the first date because i had nervous energy like i needed to move and i was like i have other things i need to get done like bailey needed to go for a walk yeah well you took me to the ashton food co-op which was part of your courting ritual i guess because you were like <laughs> you were like look organic produce and co-ops because yeah, if you like, watch my <laughs> if you watch my snapchat you know that i love that so i'm just shopping in the co-op no big deal um and then i forgot bailey at the co-op yeah, that's right. Which I forget so, Bailey, my dog, all the time. She's an old pit bull. She's the best dog in the world, but she's quiet. She's very well behaved. You could lock up dogs at the at the Ashland Food Co-op and lock them up. Well, chain them up. What, are you putting them in prison? No, but you know, you, you, there's a place to chain. There's a place <laughs> there's to chain a them. Dog area with water and a shelter. Well, locking them up at the co-op. <laughs> what I'm saying is that's how you forget. I, I think people, if they're listening to this, are thinking, "What does she do? She leaves the dog by the apples and walks away. Like, what are you going to do with the children? Like, you know, I mean." I got lost once at Hershey Park when I was a kid. It was horrifying. What, what are we talking about? I, I'm just being what? left places. Anyway, so. Um, <laughs> well, Bailey knows the routine. She knows I'll come back. <laughs> so we had a nice first date. Yeah, I don't really remember that. All I remember is that I forgot Bailey at the co-op because that was really embarrassing. Because you were like, where's your dog? <laughs> As I was walking back. Then I remember like. The late nights, like sitting on FaceTime, talking for hours. It was great because I can get home from work at 10. It's only 7 here. And if it was one of your days off, we can talk until like 2 a.m. my time, sometimes 3 a.m. my time, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really good because I never slept anyway. And I would usually <laughs> just sit up stressing and going over business stuff. So now it was like the perfect date because I didn't have to go out anywhere, right, which I could actually just click the phone and we can connect and we could talk for hours. Mm-hmm. But then finally, I mean, we were like already falling in love like after a couple of months. Yeah. And I kept talking on the phone. I kept giving myself a reality check, too. But like I was like, ooh, I was like, I'm really like falling for her. But it's like you never met her. How could you do like if this were a friend of mine, I'd be like, listen, dude, like just check yourself before you wreck yourself. (laughs) Like, you know, like just meet the person before, you know before that happens so i kind of told myself that but i was like whatever i was like this is interesting i believe in um i believe in like the synchronicity of everything like i do like i don't believe that like there's a lot of it's in my life there's never been a lot of randomness very small amount of random encounters with people that didn't have uh something that i was at least able to distill as meaningful or profound or um intended as part of my life journey you know what i mean like yeah, like all like my friendships something profound came from it like yeah 
I know, learned something. I know a lot of people in New York that that either hook up a lot or just know like these transitory people or like have like they're part of like the bar and club scene and stuff like that. I'm like, I've never had those type of people in my life. Like everything is always like very meaningful. I think it was for me too. And the timing for me was like it couldn't have been better. You know, timing really is everything, I think. Um, because like if we had met, let's say seven years earlier when I was watching you on YouTube, it would have been all wrong. Yeah, you I'm know, sure. It never would have worked. Yeah, same with me too. I was in a weird space seven yeah. years before I met you. I yeah. hadn't figured everything out yet, like for my life and what I needed and what I wanted. But then like I'd been doing the work and I was like coming to a place of like 100% like comfortable and happy with just me which, you know, I had to work pretty hard for. I think a lot of women do. And um, then I was, like, getting to a place where I knew exactly what I wanted and what I needed in a partner. And then I saw you, and I was like, hmm. And you extracted all of that from a YouTube video, or was it just the <laughs> beard? Was it just the beard? <laughs> Partially the beard. <laughs> so funny like and yeah i never thought that like a beard like i know that there's some type of women that like beards but i didn't realize that it was an actual thing so um yeah which is weird i had this big ass beard uh that i grew because i was from watching sons of anarchy so uh, i just got i don't know like i just thought they all looked badass a friend of mine was on the show and i was watching it because he was on it then i fell in love with the show because i thought it was such a cool show i mean i initially watched it out of obligation because i was like oh next time i see him i want to be able to be like oh yeah i saw the show it's great um so i was like let me watch a few episodes and then like it became an amazing show i watched the whole every season till the end the whole series and i was like i'm gonna grow one of those beards you know that's gonna be my look you know and uh, and I did. And then I remember I shaved it off and one of my relationships ended because I was like, well, I, I'd like women to think I'm attractive again, you know. And then that was like the, the wrong move to actually make. <laughs> <laughs> but then finally, because you couldn't really leave New York with building out vitality. Um, Would have been very irresponsible of me. Yeah. I mean, you know, people take days off. But not the first month or two or three that you launch a brand new business. I mean, it's just like. But it, it wasn't even launched yet. Well, that's it when was I, when you were building it. Exactly. I needed to direct the, the contractor. Oh, I, I bet you did. Everything there. You needed to be there and watch everything they were doing for 16 hours all day every day, yes. right? So he was telling me he couldn't leave New York. And um, then he asked me, would you ever come to New York? And I was like, yeah, of course. But I think you felt uncomfortable asking me to go there first. Yes, you know, first I, re- I really thought it would be a really great, like if, if it would have been different circumstances, I would, I thought it would, if like we hadn't signed a lease yet and needed like, and that like had this timeline of build outs and, and all this stuff, I would have um, preferred to, uh, to, to make the first move and to take the effort to come see you, you know, and like, and, and, and show my, show my, um, my interest and my seriousness by coming out to see you. So I felt bad being like, Oh, let me fly you out and come see me. You know, it just seemed like a, yeah. And it wasn't like that. Like I knew that you would have preferred to come here to like make the correct move, which I really appreciate. Um, but I was fine with going there. Yeah. Uh, so, 
everyone was freaking out. My family, my friends. If I were your family, anybody in your family, I w- or friends, I would have been like, this is the dumbest shit I've ever heard of. You're not going to New York to meet up with some guy that you were talking to on Snapchat. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. You go there, you bring your girlfriend out there, then maybe you meet him for lunch and you take like a little week with your girlfriend and decide if you want to see that. You know, I like I would step in if this were somebody that I knew, but you were all in on it. And, and- I, I knew, like I knew that you were safe. I knew that you were someone that was really important to me and I didn't know where it was going to go from there, but I knew that I was totally safe to go to you. I was excited. Well, we had five months of history of connecting on stuff, like a, like a lot, like at least five nights a week. There was like a couple and like yeah. we, we would always text and snap each other stuff, but like, you know, we had a lot of connection in that regard, which I got to say is was really important um, that it allowed us to connect in that way before ever meeting in person because there was no distraction of stuff. When people go out on dates, there's all right. There's the movie or the day, like you know. There's stuff that kind of I guess is cool. I if, always thought going to a movie was the dumbest first date. It kind of is. There's no right? interacting. Like yeah. you're looking at a screen. You're not like talking to the person. Yeah, like, but like sh- shows, even music. You know, it's like it's not. No, any it's of It's very. It's, it's all distracting. You know. Um, yeah. So there's like a lot of distraction. There's all the physical stuff that gets distracting and can cloud people's uh, judgment of each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, with physical chemistry. So it's like it, it was really uh, important just to to get to know each other that way. It was so yeah. valuable. You know, and it was with, like I mean, effort and connecting, like a lot of effort, our thoughts and mailing things to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the way that we worked, like. We would, you know, we were just observing each other and we were connecting, um, you know, only all we had were our phones and then we started sending each other stuff. And I think from the safety perspective, it's like, I'm pretty easy to know who, like who I am. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's like, mm. you see all my professional, but I mean, if you're looking at, if you meet somebody on Snapchat, like you meet me, you go. I know I can go to his Instagram account and see who he makes videos with. And they're like all women. They're all his friends. They have like a 20 year history. It's not like I'm some random person. You don't even know my surrounding right. people. A dating I mean, website. You don't know who you're dating on a dating website. At least me, you Google my name and you can go, oh, he makes videos with Bex. He makes yeah, videos anyone with- on a dating website. You go right to Facebook and you look them up. Yeah, I'm there too. I mean, any of my friends. We found their mother, their sister, <laughs> their uncle, everything. That's easy to do for everyone. I'm and good some at that. Person... <laughs> Remember when I found that that police officer for your friend? Yeah. <laughs> and I found that that was a hard one, but I got it in five minutes. Because especially police, they're not you know they very hide their open shit on social media. I'll find them. Uh, anyway. I was finding police by the way because her friend met a cop that she thought was cute, and we were trying to I figure mean, out if he was with, married. We yeah. work in the emergency department. We work with directly with police all day every day yeah that's why i was stalking this cop just to be clear because we were trying to find out if he was married so she could know if she should even bother flirting with the guy he was unfortunately yeah uh, or fortunately anyway. i don't know how his, i don't know how his marriage is probably great so um where were we you and your rant we're talking about safety we were talking about um your oh, family right. freaking I out mean, it doesn't matter what someone puts on youtube or who they're working with like that's like, I mean, it could be their job, but that's that's what they are acting. They're preparing to put out into the world. Like, that's not real either. No, true. But I'm just saying, like, it's it, it's like it, it would be it, it's it, you wouldn't disappear 
in New York one day and people would be like, who is this ghost man? They'd be like, no, it's that guy that's all over, that's talking about detox and pooping and juicing and shit. It's him. We'll find his friends and find, you know, it's real easy to track my people is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not like, you know. But then when, when you got my ticket, then my family was like, no, what are you doing? Of like, course. Good for them. I, and, I support and them. And my friends. I had friends that like gave me their credit card to travel with in case I needed to emergently escape and buy a quicker plane ticket out of there. I support this. Um, my mother works for the sheriff's department. She had his name, date of birth, social security number. Which I provided. <laughs> but I also got on FaceTime with your family uh, on thanks, uh, was it thank- well, one of the holidays you were with them or something? And yeah, I said, and let who, me say hello. Whose face were you gonna put on there? I was, <laughs> I was trying to joke with them, and I was, and I was like, ah, you know, it would be really funny if I took like. No, it's not. When you first meet someone, you can't joke. Well, I didn't do it, but like- I, I was trying to find like some <laughs> rapper with face tattoos or some punk rock guy, and I was like, gonna just put that on my screen the facetime and be like oh hey mrs hunter you know but i i don't know i thought it'd be funny for them to just see the. they would have been like so confused i know i didn't do that so like even if they realized it was a joke they would be like what like hey listen you always tell me to be myself around your family (laughs) that's what i would do um but i did not do that so um so anyway, I said hello to your family. Yeah, but and I assured your hello mother on Facetime, whatever. Like they didn't care. They're like, "Who is this guy?" Well, it's better than not, what nothing. What is he trying to do? Yeah, it's better than nothing. I wasn't trying to do nothing. I and I don't even know if your family knows this story, but you're the one that made the first <laughs> moves in all this stuff. I mean, I did not flirt with you because I didn't want to misread anything. So I was just minding my own business. You were open to it, so you bought me my ticket. I was ready to go. Everyone was like watching me. They were on Google Maps, like looking at your apartment and that you had in Park Slope. And we also told my family that um, you were getting me an Airbnb somewhere. Yeah. Well, you know, I offered that originally. Do you remember? And you laughed at I me. I was like, please, like I'm going to stay somewhere else. Well, I wanted you to know that you would feel comfortable coming to spend time. I mean, we had never met, even though we had this deep connection. And I didn't want you to feel like, nah, well, knew. if I don't like this guy, I don't want to have to sleep in his apartment. You know, so I was like, hey, listen, if you want an Airbnb, I'll get you one. And you were like, what are you fucking kidding me? You're like, I've we've spent five months dating. I'm, I'm staying with you. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I mean, I knew, but there was a part of me that was like, okay, like, I mean, something could go bad, I guess. And then also... I was worried, like, what if you smell weird? And then I'm like, with this guy who smells weird. and <laughs> That was your concern? What if he smells weird? Yeah. What if I smell? Well, you smell good. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> you smell good, too. But Yeah, you know, I mean, when you see, like, just photos of someone. True. And then you see them in person, and it's a totally different experience. Very. Yeah. Very no, I get, I get the smells, you know? You know? Like maybe their voice sounds weird or maybe they smell weird or they just do this one behavior or they have really small hands and you're just like really little hands. Stop staring at the hands. Is that a thing that women talk about? Small hands. Yeah. Well, shit, I don't have that problem. I have big ass hands. Thank God I got big. I didn't know that was a blessing, but it is. (laughs) Yeah. I remember one time I was out at this event, um, I don't know, some silly fashion party and, uh, uh, there was this uh, woman talking to me, and 
uh, I guess she'd just been eating wine and cheese all night and her breath smelled so bad. <laughs> and I remember I had a backup and I thought to myself, I thought, what if I were out on a date with her? I'd have to basically just, I'd just walk. I just like, <laughs> I'd literally just start, wa- i just walk home. I would just, I don't even know if I'd say, it was just so rough. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what I would say because she might've been the nicest person in the world, but her breath was so rank. I was just like, <laughs> I was like, how would I even deal with the rest of this for the night? Like even conversation, for much less night. kissing this person. So I get what you're saying. Smell is important and well, hands. And too, like I'd been on a dating website and I mean, there were all kinds of things that people lie about or misrepresent. Like whatever. their hands? like the size of their hands (laughs) no like one person said he was like 511 or something which is like i don't care but i'm 58 yeah i was taller than him and he had like thick boots on and it's like dude how can you lie that hard like okay say you're six foot if you're 510 or 511 like i guess but you know, I have like, a little compassion how far for it. Can you go with that? I have a little compassion for it, though. No, uh, like listen. when I go stand next to you, I'm going to know if you're four inches shorter than me but, or if you're the supposedly four inches taller or whatever. But here's the hope and the dream of the person doing it, because first the of all, yes, dream. no, this this is the this is the bet they're putting out, because when I OK, so being on um, the res- being on the other end of dating apps, because I played with them for a little while. Most of it was for fun because my friend James used to come in from out of town and we used to make fun of people because New York people on That's Tinder and Bumble. Yeah, it's the best. I've I had so groups of friends. Fun. A lot of um, friends of mine that are girls used to we used to send back and forth the ridiculous profiles we would mm-hmm. come across, the men and the women. And uh, you know, I'd see a lot of women that would say things like, "Must be this tall." I I wear heels. I can't be you know and like and it was. Well, very I didn't d- have anything like that. I didn't have those kind of requirements. But. but I feel bad for a guy that's just not. I mean, look, I'm I'm almost six. I mean, I was six foot. I, I probably am. I'm either like five eleven or I'm six feet tall right now. Uh, when I was younger, I was a little bit taller. Um, I was just blessed with height, which is good for me. But like, <laughs> you were blessed I, with height. Well, I could have been one of these guys that you're telling <laughs> is like, you. you know, I'm having a lie on dating apps, you know. <laughs> But, you know, so I, so I have some height on me, thank God. Uh, but I feel bad for a guy that's a little too short. And then he is. But what is too short? But that's what I like, mean. I don't know. But you, you know that your stuff. numbers, you know that like, so, okay, so here's another yeah, thing. Exactly. Too. You know numbers. So you can't say women I'm six feet tall. Women get a lot more attention on dating apps. Men can just have a desert. Like, and we talked about this with Dennis on the podcast where it's like, if somebody is, uh, if somebody's you know, is vegan and sober. Like all of a sudden, like the amount of women that are interested in you start to drop. So if you're some a guy that's, well, that's much good. shorter, you're narrowing them down. <laughs> true, no, very true. It, but I mean, but if somebody's shorter, they might be like, "Shit, I'm not getting as much attention from the girls as my friends," um, and I think I'm a great guy. So maybe if I just get to meet them. So maybe if I just fudge this a good six yeah. inches, well, we'll six be inches fine. is a lot. But you know, maybe Excuse that me? maybe that's what was going on. Maybe he's like, let but me try to get in there. What happens when you see the person in real life? Then they're like, you're a liar. If you can't tell the truth about your own height, bye. I guess now listen, listen, both are right. One, I think it's a little funny, and I go, "You go for it, my man. You try to get in there." <laughs> and the other part of me goes, "Okay, for the women, if you're like Jesus Christ, this guy said he was a different height. I get like, your frustration. It even matter, I get it. But if you're gonna put your height on there, like, I get it. Put the real height. I get it because you can't lie about that unless you're gonna put stilts on underneath your pants. Someone's gonna find out at some point. True, I get it. 
um, I think we departed on our conversation. <laughs> uh. So I get there, and I was, I'm not kidding you. I've never been so nervous in my life. My heart rate was probably 200. It was exciting. Was not, it wasn't exciting. At that point, I was like, take me back. <laughs> I'm like too nervous. I can't, I can't hang. I like, I was lightheaded. My knees were literally trying to buckle. Well, no sleep, jumping time zones, and meeting someone in person. I mean, I got some sleep. Yeah. It was it was about meeting you. Yeah. It wasn't about everything else. But yeah, then you came up and went right in for a kiss. We were dating for five months. <laughs> yeah, but also this is a different East Coast, West Coast thing. Like You're oh, like the East Coast Italian. Everyone kisses each other's face. I'm like, I don't even know you, and now your saliva is literally on my cheek. Like, not you, but when I've met people on the East Coast, and yes. they kiss my face, and I'm like, excuse me? like Yeah, we, we hug each do, other. We do I know you? We embrace like, each other. <laughs> like, a hug? Okay. Like, that's a little forward. But why don't we shake hands first? Like, if we, like, know and love each other, sure, let's kiss. <laughs> well, you're not talking about us. You mean the people you Italians. met on the whole trip. Well, it's the not East only Coast a, people. It's not know. only Italians on the East Coast. I think it's Italians uh, on the East Coast. Well, it's a lot of Italians too. I mean, men kiss each other on the cheek. It's just, it's uh, so weird. It's a thing that we do, and it's really weird because New York is a cold, standoffish place a lot of the time. And then people come up and kiss you on yeah, the face. And I know. You're like, what is happening? That's how we do. That's how we do. Here in the co-op, I was. You know, it's really funny. I actually like know people here in Ashland, which was the weirdest thing. Like I have a friend that I went to high school with 25 years ago that lives here and and, uh, and grows cannabis. I have um, uh, I have clients that I that live here and like so I'd go to the food co-op and people would say uh, Mike and I'd be like what I'd be like like I know like a lot more people here than I ever thought I would know here because I had no interest in Ashland. I didn't even I mean I would have because it's an amazing place. I just didn't know anything about it until I met you, mm-hmm. and I never put together when people told me they lived in Ashland, Oregon, clients over the years and stuff. I'd just be like okay like it just. No, they might as well have told me they lived in like Asheville, North Carolina. Like, I don't know what that looks like either. You know, I just never thought about it. So, um, it's also a great place. It, it, I hear, I hear <laughs> it's like, I hear it's like the sister of this place or yeah. like, you know, it's like, but, uh, yeah, I put my hand out to shake some woman's hand the other day. I was having a conversation with her. And after the conversation, I was like, okay, I was like, uh, I was like, great to meet you. You know, I put my hand out and she stared in my eyes while my hand was there. And then she went, oh, wait, we're shaking hands again. And I was like thinking yeah, like you already met her and shook her hand. I know. But in New York, you, you also part ways again. You give each other a nice little, you know, like, all right, you know, like you close it up or kiss each other's faces. Sometimes I wasn't going to kiss her. And the, that wasn't the type yeah, of situation. But, yeah, you, you know, not. yeah, no, I couldn't do that. <laughs> but I was going to shake her hand again. I was like, hey, great to meet you. You know, no. On the West Coast, like we have more space. Yeah, I noticed. We keep more space. But like when we know someone, like most people are open to hugging. <coughs> people don't talk as loud here either. Yeah. When I walk we down don't the street, scream in each other's faces. I walk down the street talking on my phone, and it might as well be like you know the Yankees won, and there's a parade for the team. Everybody's yeah, looking at me. Everyone's looking like, what is this guy doing? Where is yeah. he from? He's not from here. Yeah, they know that immediately. So yeah, it's real interesting. Anyway, so we meet at the airport. You literally walk up to me and kiss my mouth, and I'm just like. <laughs> yeah, you you literally flailed about because, 
because you were like, and I was like, well, look, I mean, what, what kind of greeting should I have given? I was going to shake your hand. He's so nice to meet no, you. Come up and hug me. Yeah, I did that too. <laughs> you also kissed me right on the mouth. Yes. And then you were like, oh, should I have not have done that? Well, whatever, you know, look. I was like, no, it's fine. Like, I mean, we'll get there. But like, anyway, so I have my unicorn backpack. He throws my unicorn backpack on, grabs my hand, and just takes off. And I'm like, where are we going? Like, there's so many people. It's so overwhelming. There's so many noises. The doors open to outside the airport, and the humidity hits my hair and I'm already sweating and I'm just like this. That was November. We you know, we, we have warm weather in I New York. I know it up... wasn't even humid there, but it Oh there's no, that no... was October, sorry. October. Yeah. But there's there's no humidity here. I have curly hair. I was sweating and nervous. And so we go out and then there's all the horns of the cars, which you guys call what, beeping? Yeah. So loud. I mean Anyone that knows New York, like if you've been elsewhere and then you go back to New York, you're like, wow, it's so loud here. Like even quiet times or areas. So there's people screaming. People will like look at me and yell. And I'm just like, what? Like, (laughs) what are they saying? Like, I didn't even know what people were saying. What were they yelling? First of all, I don't remember. I, I have no idea. Nothing registers. The... Nothing registers to me when walking down the street because I've been doing this my whole and life. And it's so... like people, people see you. I'm like a magnet there. They know I'm not from that area. It's really funny. Like they, like I can go. Th- I've gone through my whole life in New York City with very little contact with people. Like that, yeah, they the, people don't even notice. You. They don't even know. Like I, I don't know what it is about. Like I know how to blend in. Holly will be there for two minutes, and someone will stare across at her on the train someone and go, will yell at me. yo, I like them boots. Remember that guy? He's like, I like them boots. Would you get them? And immediately yeah. people and are like. drilling me on where I got the boots, how much they cost, and that they were probably expensive. And I was like, no, I don't think they were. How much were they? And I'm just like. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody asked me about shit in don't New York. Don't hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> and I like, you know, the other problem is that where I'm from, like, you make direct eye contact with people. You smile. I'm like bright and sunny and everyone in New York has like dark hair. They don't look at you. Black clothes. push you out of the way. Everyone wears black, all black. And I'm I'm there in like a bright purple coat, blonde, like highlighted hair. I'm all sunny and I look right at people and smile and they're just like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) New York's a miserable place, I'll tell you. Uh, It's not... (laughs) There, there, but here's the thing. There, my friend of mine posted this video on on Facebook, and I found it kind of disappointing. I didn't, and I didn't want to like be negative about it. But it was one of these videos showing scenes of New York, and it was talking about how New York is this place where you could, uh, it could be a lonely, cold place, and you can get lost in the shuffle, and you could, blow, and it went on and on about um, about the way New York can be, and the cold side of it, and the harsh side of it. And then it said, but it was like, but when tragedy strikes new yorkers come together and was trying to show like the new york heart like this like new york love thing and i was like come on fuck you new york which you know i could say because i'm from there but like we we need tragedy to act like humans like we need some permission to be able to act like a human being you know and like that's the part i don't like about new york but there's so much nonsense like you were saying people were attracted to you like some of the crazies were attracted to you but like they just find me they found magnet they're right to me but I'll walk down the street and where Vitality is, is the center of activity for New York City. And I'll walk down the street and there'll be somebody there. There'll be all these street like gawkers and people and uh, like 
targeting all the tourists and yelling stuff at them and asking them for stuff and trying to sell them stuff. And as soon as I walk through, they stop speaking, they look at me, and they just move on. And because like, because you have to put out that out. getting anywhere with this guy. Yeah, like my even my family taught me as a, guy. as a young kid, like, you know, how to put out that, that air about you of like, don't even. Which I can do. Right, but you just weren't like, prepared for I it. I can do it. I yeah. know how to do that. But I didn't know I was going to have to do that always. Yeah, and that's why I grabbed your like hand here, and I was like, let's go. Like, <laughs> you grab my hand and you, he has a long stride. I was running behind you to keep up. You know what it is, though? I don't like, I think because the experience of subways and taxis and even on the street is Anywhere so uncomfortable. We, go, we, we have to take the subway. He's running. It doesn't matter what time it is, where we're going, what's happening, if it's actually crowded or not. He runs. Because I, the subway platform to me, I've spent so much of my life there. It's, it's, she's laughing because I got my hand up like an Italian and I'm making a, a gesture right now. It's, a, it's, so, it's such a – I've spent so much time on subway platforms. It's such a miserable experience because it's so old and it could be stinky and too hot. It smells and, like pee. Yeah, so I don't want to miss a train. I want to get on the train and I want to get off. The, I don't like the train either. I want to get off the train and I want to be either at the place we're going or I want to be at my apartment. I don't want to be in between. And meanwhile, I'm just like, look at all of the things. Yeah, it's true. There's so many things happening in one space. <laughs> and you're like running. Yeah. dragging me along i wanted to get out of LaGuardia. i figured you traveled all day let's get you back to uh to brooklyn i was living in a really charming beautiful apartment at the time in park slope which is uh one of the coolest areas in brooklyn it's like beautiful brownstones park slope food co-op if you're gonna live like a, a a fun um uh you know like clean lifestyle in new york park slope's a great neighborhood for it you know so and i was very fortunate i had a subletted apartment that i was able to afford there um, and it was great. And I wanted to just get you, but I had set the clean the whole place up. I wanted you to be able to sleep and have food. And I didn't want to hang out at LaGuardia airport. And I knew it was going to take us over an hour to get to Park Slope, Brooklyn. So I was like, yeah. let's get us out of here. So that's, that's what my hustle was. Then, yeah, we drove forever. And the first thing I noticed was the trash everywhere. Yeah. So much garbage, like everywhere you look, there's garbage. And I mean, I know, a lot of places are cleaner than New York City, but like Oregon, like you don't see garbage. No, very little. And if it happens accidentally, like people go pick it up. You yeah, know, it's a like, mistake. It fell off of something or that's how yeah. it ended up. Blew out of a garbage can. That's how it ends up on the street here. I love yeah. that here. Yeah. So, I mean, we I was there for what, a week? Yeah. So that was our first. Uh, I appreciated Senior you so much coming out there. It was so hard to say goodbye to you, but it was a little bit easier on the first time because it was just like... Okay, we're starting. Like I felt accomplished. I felt like we dated for five months, and now we've connected and been with each other and hung out with each other and had like a really fun New York experience. And I felt like I was building on something, so it was still a little bit exciting. And I knew that I would be able to. It was so very exciting. You mean yeah. a little bit exciting? Well, I'm just saying that because of the goodbye part. Like I was like, I felt I was still like on the excitement of oh, it all. So yeah. I was like, with saying goodbye. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm saying harder and harder. Yeah, but the first one, it was like, oh, I really don't want her to leave. But I was like, I know this is a beginning to something. You know, right. so I was like, so it's Yeah, fine. and I was, I felt the same way. I was like, okay, like, we're doing this. I get to go home now and rest and go back to work. Yeah, you go settle. But we yeah. are starting something. Yeah, we're going to figure like, it this out. This is a beginning. Anyway, two two more years after that of, um, of yeah. a long-distance relationship. That was really hard. It was, it got harder and harder and harder. Yeah, I mean. And, like, 
obviously there was some excitement for a while because, you know, I mean, there's new experiences Mm -hmm. and it is, it was nice to be able to visit places. And, you know, I mean, it was just, it was fun on some degree, but on another degree, it was like, you know, getting deeper and deeper into a relationship with no way to figure it out. I was dying. Now you, you were willing to move to New York and that was our plan. I was like, I can't leave this studio. Mm -hmm. And then I had visited you out here and I saw the uh, family of animals that you have. I saw the amount of plants that you have, the cute little uh, house that you rent that's cheaper than any apartment I've ever rented in New York City. It's the, expensive for the, here. It's expensive <laughs> for here. Yeah, but still. But like. But it's, I have a garden. Right. A garden, two bedrooms, this beautiful office that you made for me so that I can be here uh, and get work done and be able to work from Oregon. Uh, and, you know, I saw it all and I realized how difficult it was going to be to replicate that. I did not like the idea, you know, um, of you having to navigate New York City and the harshness of it all because, you know, the short visits only shows you a little yeah. glimpse, but well, it's grating after a while. I that it would be hard for me to live there. Yeah. But I was willing to do that. And that meant like, a lot to I'm me. I'm like, what are we doing here? Like, I have been working my whole life to get to this point, like, all I want to do is be with my person and like have a family and rescue animals. And I find my person and then I'm like, what are we doing? Like how many years are we going to waste? Like let's start our life now. So So, yeah, we spent two years, two full years going back and forth, only seeing each other one week at a time. Every couple of months or every mm-hmm. three months. Well, I was reading about how to make long distance relationships work. And the uh, I don't remember who I was reading, but it was just there was just one thing. One person decides to move and that's the end of it. And nothing else yep. is ever going to work. And I was ready to go. Yeah. And he was like, no, finally. We brought it together. <laughs> we made it happen. And it was a tremendous um, expense of time and uh, emotional energy and money. And we just did it. We did it. We made it work. And uh, I gave up my life in New York, which was a lot easier for me to do, living in studio apartments and owning almost nothing. I mean, you kind of won. Oh, yeah. No, I, I mean, <laughs> that's why I insisted on moving here instead of you moving to with me. I did win. Um, I, I think so. I think this is an amazing town. I love having all these animals in my life. Um, you know, I mean, like if we could have been together in New York, would have been cool. But I, I don't think I would have been as happy as I am being here. Even. Yeah, no, I yeah. would. I would have had a hard time. Well, you know, interestingly enough, so people uh, would ask, you know, I do the Insta stories all the time and I do the Q&As and everybody always wants to ask about our relationship, especially since being here and showing you more in them. And you took over some of the uh, Q&As and did that. So I did like one. Yeah. But that took over some of the Q&As. Well, that was enough when thousands of people look at you and they go, oh, now we know who she is. We want to know more about what's that hair and that, you know, (laughs) that hair. Yeah. And that's what people were asking. They want to know about your stuff. They want to know about what it's like to live with me. So, uh, oh, it's a lot. We said they people send in questions. Do you want to get to them? Yeah, let's do them. Um, so you've not seen these questions. No. Uh, of course, these came in on my Instagram. So um, I didn't some, see them ahead s- of time. Yeah, there's just there, there's just a few that I selected. Some of them are uh, are just really um, precious, and some of them are <laughs> um, are really inappropriate. So you know, um, I think the one uh, big question that people would ask all the time they wanted to know if we met on the colonic table because I'm a colonic therapist. Oh no. Yeah. And. Oh, speaking of that, we didn't talk about your bathroom in Park Slope. So I came and <laughs> stayed with him for one week 
and the bathroom door doesn't close all the way and there's no fan for background noise like nothing like I was wrecked that week and everyone's like well did you get a colonic and I'm like no like that is not the interaction that we're going to be having in our relationship (laughs) Like, hey, I'm uh, fine with getting a colonic. I still haven't gotten one, and I want to, but it's not going to be with this guy. I'm I'm fine with that. You know, if I could do one less colonic in my life, I'm fine with it. But uh, <laughs> I remember Bex said to me once, she said, listen, I, I need to get a colonic, but I don't want you to be offended if I don't want you to do this next one because I've given it once in the past. And I was like, Bex, you don't understand. Like, if I do one less colonic in my life, I'm fine. There's no offense being taken that I didn't get to give you a colonic. <laughs> Uh, best qualities on both of you. Are we saying each other's or? Are... Yeah, I'm going to say yours. Uh, one of your best qualities is um, your uh, deep desire to love and care for um, people and animals, particularly uh, animals and that plants that need and plants. But you know, I have even, to. even like our little Pablo, who I won't uh, interrupt right now, but who's sleeping He's behind sleeping. me. He's our little brand new addition to the animal clan here, who is a rescue. They're um, all rescues. Yeah. And, all of them. And I didn't get, you know, I wasn't really, I, like, I got a lot going on. So I wasn't, I, of course, I'm on board. I mean, Holly gets, whatever, she directs no, what we're, happens we're with these at animals. the shelter, and I already knew what was happening. Just like with our relationship, I already knew what was happening. And you're like, oh, I don't know. What are we doing? <laughs> but you, you, you had just, um, you wanted to get a new addition to the animal clan. And you were well, super attracted but, to this, to this cute little chihuahua with no teeth and heart problems that kept getting sent back to the shelter that like for some reason nobody wanted which i can't figure out because he's the sweetest most amazing animal and i'm like why didn't people want this dog but you were that's where i was at like i i knew that when my life got to a place where i could open my home to another individual that that was going to happen and not only that but it was going to be an individual that wasn't highly desirable because I want to give someone a home that maybe wouldn't have all of the benefits of living here. And that's exactly how I would adopt an animal too. So like, that's what I love about you. That's one of your best qualities that you're not like, <laughs> I need to get that new designer pup that, you know, cause you see a no, lot of that. I mean, of and- course I love, you know, the super cute popular yeah. dog breeds. I love all dogs, but I wanted, you know, the old ugly dog that nobody wants and here's pablo who's ugly cute almost no teeth yeah terrible heart murmur he's like, got like three he's teeth like pre-heart failure you pick him <laughs> up i i literally I, I thought maybe i was getting it wrong because they said he has this like level six heart murmur and i'd pick him up and he was very nervous in the beginning you know like just around the house because of new experience you know and i'd pick him up and his heart would be pounding and I would hear slushing and I was like, do I really hear his, do I really hear blood slushing around? And I do <laughs> like his, his heart. It's so he irregular, has a huge, irregular heart because of like, he's, he's going to go into heart failure, but he might have years in years to live. You know, yeah. we have him on meds. Um, we have him on good food. We have him in a calm space where he's just, he's you know, so happy. He's here. so happy here. So. So anyway, that's one of your best qualities. There's a lot of them, but I love that one about you. And, you know, when thinking about um, people that I could um, spend time with, you know, to me, like stuff like, oh, do you eat the same way as me and all that? That's like less important. Like there's a little bit around that that I put on it. Like I don't care too much 
um, a little bit in regards to health, a little bit in regards to how someone eats kind of says how they feel about animals and stuff like well, that. So a lot of things. Yeah. So it does say some things, but like, I don't get too wrapped up in that. Cause I think it's a very limiting way to like, I, like I have friends that are vegan that are only looking to date vegan people. And I'm like, don't do that that's because that's a big mistake. And, and you limit yourself to all these wonderful people in the world that just might not eat like you. So and not like, only that, but wouldn't it be great if you were vegan and you met someone who wasn't, and then you like talked about things and learned things together and then they became vegan or close to it. Yeah. If that, you know, so, um, so just knowing your choice of profession and your approach to animals and plants. And I knew the things that you found valuable in the world and appreciated about the world. And I was like, I can totally like adventure with her and build a life with her. I was like, I know that like, this is like, you know, on paper, all the qualities are here. So like, let's meet each other and see what this is really about. Mm -hmm. I mean, if I didn't have all of the beings to take care of, I would shrivel up and die. Well, it's a good thing you have the beings. I have to take care of them. Um, your best quality is your kindness. You're the kindest person I've ever met. Oh. But you do have that edge. That's that's why you're attractive. Because you're kind and you're sweet and you would do anything for me. But you've got that edge. Most people are either too hard and they're hard to get to know when they have a, like a big spiky shell around them. Or they're mm -hmm. too soft and sweet and then like... And then you're like, gross. Yeah, women don't like that. It's so <laughs> weird. It's so fucked up, you know? And, and the fucked up thing is like from what I understand... They're from, so nice. Ew. When we too... Cold, <laughs> When, when I when you do colonics, it's real like the colonic is just happening in the background. It's about talking, and most women, most people are women that are into colonics because of the skin and the belly stuff, and the you know the way to, the pe women are into cleansing and stuff, right? So, um, I talk to a lot of women about relationship shit, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like the amount of women that don't like these guys that are nice to them and go for these guys that treat them like shit because there's usually no in between, right? It's really really difficult to find the in between, yeah, which. You know, I was with the mean person before who destroyed me. And then with the nice person who I'm like, mm, I got to go. <laughs> it's so complicated. <laughs> Why is it so complicated? I mean, it's but, just about balance. That's it. All right. Let's get into another question. Uh, what's the most, most healthy herb? Okay. So people didn't quite understand what this Q&A was well, about. Every time there's a Q&A there's you know things that are way out there or way off on a different subject or you know yeah they're needing to see a doctor but they're asking your ideas about their very the, specific health issue the questions that come in on the q a sometimes are so insane they're so deep like someone will throw something at me that and, and I appreciate that people think that I'm intelligent enough to understand a lot of these things. And, you know, and I do have an opinion and I can't and give you are. But right. But they'll throw a condition <laughs> at me that's so specialized. And I'm like, all right, I'm a colon hydrotherapist. Like, I don't even think a regular medical doctor would be able to just rattle off some cure. for No, like, this they thing wouldn't that you... because yeah. I work with them. Yeah. Like, I don't even know what most of these things are. And they're like, so what do you think I should do? And I'm like, oh, no, I've never even seen up. you. They should go see a doctor. <laughs> I'm like, I've never even seen you. I don't know. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so we got, we got a bunch of questions that don't relate. Let's see. Um, do you make most of her food and is she vegan as well? 
He makes all of my food. Okay, so I used to be a chef. I was a chef for about seven years, uh, and I was really into it. Before I got into um, uh, cleansing work and holistic health work, I was into uh, I was into the idea of that work, but I was into it from a culinary perspective. And I loved restaurants, and I loved the chef life, and I have a lot of friends that are still chefs that uh, run big empires um, like um, – uh, you know, uh, Scott Weingard, Matthew Kenny, Peter Cervoni uh, with the Sarno brothers, Wicked Healthy. Like, so I'm still part uh, or I'm still connected to like the, the natural foods industry and restaurant world uh, as far as my friends go. But I was really into it. And, uh, you know, I still got some chops and I like to do stuff. It's very meditative and therapeutic for me to make food. So I like to make a lot of our food. And I was into the healthy eating. Like I got really sick when I was... 21 22 years old and i i had no idea what was going on with me and i didn't go see a doctor i probably could have been diagnosed with some things um but i was like i think it's my diet and i started like watching some of the documentaries i couldn't handle earthlings is that what it's called yeah that's i can't valuable but intense because it shows suffering so i started watching the documentaries the things on netflix like you know, getting into what is healthy, whole, real food and like non-processed stuff. So anyway, I went through this whole transition with myself before I ever met you of what I was cutting out and what I was eating. And I'd been vegetarian for years um, and I have to be gluten free. I can't do gluten um, you have true celiac where it like really messes your belly up, right? Yeah, I have the gene for it. I mean, I wasn't diagnosed with celiac disease, but I have the gene for it. And I know at that time I could have been diagnosed with it. Right. Like, if I was still eating wheat, which remember that thing we saw? They're like, don't stop eating wheat because then you can't get diagnosed with celiac disease. Oh, it was so goofy. What? It was some article about the danger. <laughs> Make yourself sick so you can get a diagnosis. It was called The Dangers of Being Gluten-Free. <laughs> and I was like, okay. I was like, I need to read this because like, I haven't even eaten quinoa. Keen- I haven't eaten a grain in like 17, 18 years. So I'm like, what's this danger that anybody that just happens to not eat gluten is under? And I was, you know, you know, media and, and journalists, it, they're trying That's so hard hilarious. for significance. And they said- if you stop eating gluten and then you get a test for it, you won't actually know if it's a problem for you. And I'm like, wait, what? And I wasn't eating dairy. I mean, I was like for a while, like when I first started, because I grew up out in the country, you know, like with family that hunts and fishes. And surrounded by farms. Yes. You come from a beautiful valley that's really cool, mountains around it, but there's farms everywhere. It's not a valley, but you can call it that. Oh, it's not. All right. I don't know. Well, I, I, it's, it's the high desert. It's high desert, but it's in the middle of a bunch of mountain ranges, right? I mean, I, I see mountains in every direction, mm-hmm. so it's like all flat where um, where your family lives, or you know, up until it, it gets to these mountains. Well, you're, yeah, you're surrounded by mountains. It's real cool. It's really beautiful, and um, uh, but farms but it's, everywhere. It's a high like, desert, but yeah, a farming community is yeah. where I came from. I love going there, and you know, so I like I didn't know anything about being healthy or being vegetarian or being vegan. Like I, as a kid, I was never a meat eater, but you know, my parents thinking that, you know, I need to eat my protein to be healthy. They would not let me leave the table until I ate the meat, you know, or at least one piece of it. Did you do glasses of milk? 
Like, mm-hmm. oh, you got to have milk, yeah. Always glasses of milk. I mean, my family did that too, you know, mm-hmm. because we followed the USDA guidelines, you know. So I, I remember as an adult having this realization. I think I was like 20 or 21. So I went vegetarian before I tried, you know, like going the healthy route. And I thought, wait, I don't have to eat meat. Like, there's people that don't eat meat. They're called vegetarians. <laughs> Like, that's how far away from it all that I was. Like, my whole experience in living, you know, growing up. And why did you have that realization? Why did you, like, think, like, oh, wait. Because I never a- wanted to eat meat. Right. But then one like, day. Like, I mean, d- of course, like, as a kid, like, I loved a cheeseburger or chicken nuggets or whatever, you know, the yeah, processed who, who, stuff that who everybody it's Salty, likes. fatty, crunchy, yeah. fried stuff. Yeah. Any yeah. kid's going to want to eat that. But, like, you know, I just, I wasn't a meat eater. I liked everything else. I thought, I thought vegetarians were unhealthy when I was like 16, 17. Mm-hmm. I saw a girl on the train. She was pale. <laughs> and I just thought, oh, she she's must be. Veg- yeah, she's she, one of those vegetarians. Yeah, I don't know where I got it because my family never <laughs> said it. My family, it never came up. And any family member never told me about being a vegetarian. So I was like, I must have seen it on TV. But I thought, she looks like an anemic veal calf or something. I was like. <laughs> You know, Uh-oh. and I think she was just a very fair-skinned girl. I mean, she probably wasn't vegan or vegetarian. This is like <laughs> this was like 1992 or 91. So like, you know, I don't I don't know who she was, Maybe but she was. but that was my impression. I was like, they're unhealthy people that don't have iron. <laughs> you know, like. And then you know, I went gluten free after I figured that out, and then I stopped eating dairy after I was like, like, because I I didn't drink milk anymore, but I would still like have cheese sometimes. And you're a farmer's market person. Like, that's one of the reasons. Like, I knew we would connect on that. Like, whether or not you're, right. you know, eating vegan or not. Like, you But it was ve- a little difficult at first staying with you. Like, only having a smoothie in the morning and then, like, nut milk with chocolate in it in the middle of the day and then a salad and steamed vegetables at night. Like, I did feel a little starving. Yeah, and I, everyone too. All my people were like, "Is he starving you? What is he feeding you?" My my Are mother, okay? my mother said that to me too. She goes, "Don't starve her." And I'm like, "Because you know, I eat I eat a lot. I require less calories. Actually, I, I'm eating a lot now that I'm training a lot. Now that I'm like in Oregon and I got this fresh air, I'm eating a lot more than I did in New York. But when I'm not exercising and I'm just working, I don't want a lot of food. But yeah. but I but you but you played along as I was people like, do. No, I'm fine. Yeah, because I said to you, I said, oh. Uh, you know, Holly has, um, you know, we have chickens here, these rescued chickens, and they make tons of eggs. We have like 22 eggs in the in the refrigerator right oh, now. Do. We have some of those away. Tons of organic eggs here. So I, I asked you. Yeah, so you, I do eat eggs, which. I asked you, I said, do I want to buy you some organic free-range eggs when you came and to I was New York? Like, no, barf. Like, I do not want eggs from the store. Yeah, but you were like, no, I don't want that. <laughs> and I don't want. So I was trying to, like, get you what you're used to, used to eating. but And, you know, like, I eat healthy. Like, I eat mostly just fruits and vegetables also and i love that and that's how i feel my best but if there is some gluten-free vegan pizza we're having it if there is a gluten-free cupcake at the farmer's market it's happening yeah so So. that's another thing i love about you is like (laughs) i could be rigid like i eat vegan people ask all the time too they go you know oh do you eat eggs you know what people said to me which is really interesting i took a picture with the chickens put it on my insta story and people and several people are like people, oh you're not vegan anymore well that not only that but people would write <laughs> people would write to me they would say uh uh oh man i didn't know you ate chicken now 
So because I'm standing next to a chicken. Because you're holding an animal, that means you eat it Yeah, they, they, they take it from Mike's holding a chicken to Mike must kill and eat these animals. He's and I'm like, farming them. Yeah, like I'm farming. And I'm like. And how is that any different than holding a dog or a cat? And then they're like, oh, you eat cats? Yeah. What? It was the strangest departure from what I was doing. And I, but anyway, no. So just, I don't eat the eggs um, and I don't eat chickens. And I'm, I, I've been eating vegan for 25 years now. So that, that remains constant. Um, and we have to go into the, an egg lesson because you know that people don't get it. Some people think, like, I have friends that are vegan that would probably um, be ups- Like, so for me, like, all right. So I, you know, look, a lot of the, the people that are judgmental vegans are not they're usually city people and have no connection to these types of animals no connection to the way that things in nature work and when i when i'm of, of course like you know farming uh chickens in a factory farm way for eggs <clears throat> Is, yeah, is that's a, awful. That's, that's a horrible not, thing to do. That's but, not the way to do things. But when people have backyard chickens, like ethically, I would even argue that is vegan. I mean, it's not for me. I don't want to eat the eggs because I have other reasons. I don't want to eat the eggs. But like um, – But, I mean, these are rescued chickens. And chickens ovulate just like humans do no every, matter what. No every matter day. if there's a male around, the female is going to ovulate. They just happen to do it almost every single day. And – there's an egg. It's unfertilized. There's no rooster here. So it just falls out of them, and it's just there. And we wouldn't want what, to make that many new do? chickens just anyway. Throw it away? Yeah, we're going to just throw it in the compost. So, um, Bailey, I, our, our yeah, dogs I eat the eggs. The dogs. Yeah. And I eat them sometimes, like not even that often, like a few times a week at the very most. Like, I haven't even really been eating that many eggs. No, we have 22 sitting in the refrigerator right now. I mean, <laughs> I give them to my friends. But and 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 getting to know all your friends because like okay so where we are in Oregon it's it's kind of weird because it's not it's not the sticks it's not an agricultural community yet it is like there's a town center with beautiful theaters and a Shakespeare festival and great shops and there's like it's well, like it's a, a tourist town it's a tourist town but like five minutes in the car that way and there's cows five minutes in the car or not even two minutes in the car that well, way because and, we're in southern oregon right we're in <laughs> yeah but but so like it, it so like being around it a little bit more um you know and i see your friends with all these chickens and i'm like wow all these birds have a great life they're eating organic feed they all get the medical care that they need um and ours are all rescues like we don't like and ours are completely spoiled yeah spoiled they little a birds heat lamp if it goes below 40 degrees outside the heat lamp is on they have a nice comfy home they get like, taken to the vet if they're not feeling well. They get they, fed treats and made special food all day, every day. That's good yeah, for them. I make like, them walnut pulp and stuff. <laughs> um, and they and they like people. They're so complex. It's really funny. Like so, and and they have different levels of intelligence. But like I always knew. Like I mean, I've been vegan since I was nineteen. From nineteen, I always knew. Like I'd go to animal sanctuaries. I always knew birds were sweet and they were sentient beings. I never needed a lesson in that. But now being with them every day and really observing they're very social animals, very social animals. Like their needs uh, emotionally, like and just as far as like their comfort levels and their interactions with each other is super complex. You know, and some of them are super smart. Some are not as smart. <laughs> well, I don't know if they're not as smart. I think they just maybe don't relate to well, humans as much as the other ones. No, but can I just tell that? I mean, there's a funny thing that, that you showed <laughs> me in the beginning that I still see. There is birds that I've known now for almost two years, and I let them out every morning. And some of them still make a quick right turn and can't figure out how to get out of the fence <laughs> 
Like there's a big opening, but like they'll get stuck in a corner and they can't. And I'm like, you've done this every day for two years and you still takes you like five minutes to figure out how to get out of here. I mean, it's kind of, so ado- it's kind of they adorable. They can't figure out mazes like rats can. Well, it's not really but... a maze. It's, it's, just, it's just an opening that they're. It's kind of a maze. Yeah. Like they'll, they'll stand like three feet from the opening, looking through a fence, trying to figure it out for three minutes. And I'm yeah, like. Yeah. But then they also know if you get a shovel out. They want to be right there because exactly. there's going to be things that are found. Yeah. So, so I'll like, go, I'll go to dig through the compost and, you know, there's little bugs in the compost. And if I'm like tossing compost, like they'll see me go to the shed and they immediately go, they could like go 10 steps ahead as to what I'm going to do next. I love that. And they're just like, oh, he's getting the shovel. And, you know, and then, so some of the birds know, like I'll go get the shovel and they'll start following me and they're like, Hey man, you're going to hook us up. And the other birds will run like I'm going to kill them. And I'm like, I've never, like, no one's ever been aggressive to you. Yet, for some reason, I'm holding a shovel. You think I'm going to take your head off. They might have been before they came to us. That's true. They might have been. Maybe someone was chasing them with shovels. That's true. That's true. They might have been. Yeah, so we found one of the birds you found, uh, you rescued from a parking lot. One of the Mm -hmm. birds we we found on the side of the road at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning when I was picking you up from work, which was just a lot of fun and amazing that we got her. Because (laughs) she would have either gotten hit by a car or a predator probably would have. she would have gotten eaten by something. By something. Because, you know, there's a lot of animals out here. cougars, foxes, raccoons, like, everything out here. One of them uh, was uh, way too old to be laying eggs, but I think she was still laying when we got her. Um, and yeah, they, she was. they were going to just, uh, uh, probably kill her because she was a big, beautiful bird mm-hmm. and no one was buying her because she wasn't producing eggs. And a lot of people want well, birds that produce don't eggs. People want older birds. They want young birds who are going to be laying eggs for at least a few years. Yeah. So Holly was like, we're getting these birds. There was actually two of them. One passed away from natural causes, but had a great uh, end of her life hanging out in our, our little sanctuary. But, uh, um, but yeah, so like Hazel's still with us. She's like, this giant beautiful chicken and uh you know we saw the and you really because i was like again like i'm like i don't know what we're doing i'm down with all of it ultimately i'm down with all of it ultimately but we'll go we went to a chicken show it was a chicken no i know a chicken swap and i was like i want to see but i don't really want to get any birds you know i wasn't like looking to drive a chicken home or anything and holly's like shopping for like handbags or shoes she's like oh yeah i'm we're getting a pair and i was like i knew like we Like, you know, I try to be, you know, have the vegan mindset of like, we don't want to buy from people that are just using animals for profit or for whatever. This was more of an adoption thing. Like these chicken swaps are a little more of an adoption. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, people are like trading around animals and I mean, a lot of them are like farmers and ranchers. Yeah. But... Um, we were going there and I was thinking like, you know, we don't need more animals, but I'm always open to rescuing. (laughs) So then I found these two that like this lady was going through a terrible divorce and she had to move like from sell her farm and like move into town and she had nowhere to put her animals and she'd been trying to sell them all. And then there were these last two birds that... She said, like, just they're over five years old. You know, nobody wanted them. She didn't know what she was going to do. And they might just need to be taken care of. And I was like, ooh. Yeah. Was like, and Holly was like, nope. We're taking them. We're like, taking they're them. beautiful. They're sweet. You know, they were. I loved them. Okay. Let's look at more of these questions. Um, does Holly enjoy chili lime cashews? That's from Nikki's Organics because I got those in the mail. Mm. And uh, I'm going to say this. 
I took some. I I ate like ninety percent of the chili lime cashews from Nikki's Organics, and uh, um, I know the owner of that company. And uh, there are these delicious uh, different nut blends that he makes, and uh, he knows I love the chili lime cashews. He sent me out a bunch. I ate most of them, but then I blended up a bunch of that them sauce for you. You made was really good. Yeah, I made like this creamy cashew sauce for you to put on your um, raw. Um, they were raw tacos. They were like lettuce oh, wraps. Yeah, yeah. And I made a, a thing and they made a really good mm-hmm. cashew sour cream just by blending them. That was really good. Is that um, all of them in that section? Are you planning on having any more children? Uh, yes. 100%. Yes. Uh, you know, if you guys ever are connected to me on any of the social media, sometimes you know that um, I have a son, uh, but he's uh, he's not a child. He's an adult now. Um, yeah, he's 28 years old. Uh, but I knew, like, when I first started talking to Holly, like, she told me she was looking for a serious relationship, marriage, and she wanted to start a family. So before we even had our first FaceTime date, I got right with that in my head i said what before we even how had, did you know that already? no 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 because you told me like we <laughs> we we were we were snapchatting each other and texting and stuff like that um that but, wasn't before our first facetime date actually I wasn't no like, you're right hey what's up by the way you're right i need a husband and children no 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 you're right <laughs> i think it was on our first facetime date or something and i and i remember getting off of that oh, call because you asked me you were like yeah. what are you looking for like yeah you're right um, and and when you told me that, I said, you know what? If and I'm I gonna was put, like, I need a baby daddy. Yeah, and I thought, <laughs> and I thought before I put any effort into into bringing somebody into a long distance type of situation, like you know, before we try to bridge this this connection, like before we try to make this connection and bridge the continents to like do this, I was like, be very clear on what your intentions are and willing to do here, you know, like, and then I was yeah. like, yeah. I was like, that's exactly what I what I'm about, and I was like, and and I wasn't about that before, but it was really because of the people I was in relationships with before that. Um, uh, but then, uh, you know, and I didn't know you. I mean, we had one Facetime date, but I thought, what are you okay with before you move forward? You know, like like for your life. So I got very clear on that. Um, oh, these are really good questions. Uh, this one, <laughs> well, did you buy the biodegradable vibrator? Um, on Instagram the other day, we were in a, a really fun shop called um, uh, uh, what is it Love called? Love Revolution. Love Revolution. And you know, it's it's like a sex shop, but not in a distasteful way. It's not like a you know a Times Square sex it's shop. It's like a cool, it, um, new agey hippie. Yeah, it's sex got shop, and it's got a lot of progressive literature and books on like all the different types of sexuality, and it, it's like it's good in that. The in first that way. time I went in there, I saw a book that was like teaching children what is okay for strangers and their body and i was like okay this is a great store like yeah. i don't even care what else is in here <laughs> so we we went through there because it was what is it there's some like event it's like a first friday uh, they first call it. friday so they, the like art um what do you call them the galleries thank you lost the word yeah the galleries are open late and um, a lot of the little shops are open late. So we were on a date night and we had to waste some time before a movie started. Yeah. So we decided to go to some of the galleries and, and that shop was open. It's kind of like this thing they do to promote business. And there's like DJs and drinks at all the stores and it, it's really cool. So we went in there and of course this being Ashland, this hippie town, there was a biodegradable, biodegradable vibrator, vibrator and I put it on my story. <laughs> uh, no, we did not get the biodegradable vibrator, but it did make for a good Insta story. So we did that. Um, uh, are your kids going to be raised vegan? 
you know, I don't, uh, we've talked about this, but I don't know if we really talked about this. Um, my, uh, and let's talk about it now. I mean, and I, I think I, I'm going to make an assumption. You tell me if I'm wrong as I'd say this, but I think we're on the same page with this. Um, I'd like my children to be raised or our children to be raised plant-based, but not vegan, uh, only because, uh, A, I, I think there's plenty of cruelty-free options of, of animal food, uh, especially when you're buying from farmer's markets and when you're buying from uh, – and when you're creating your own animal food, like we just talked about eggs and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, I think our children will definitely be raised vegetarian and to respect and, and to love animals. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that uh, if they want to be vegan on their own, it will be encouraged, obviously, because I – I don't know if I'll be vegan forever, but it's been 25 years. I think it's going to be forever. I don't see my – there's no desire to ever change it. I, I really uh, – I really uh, – I like the way it works in my body. I like the way it works with my ethics and my spirituality, so I'm going to continue that. Um, but I I just know that children growing up are going to decide all sorts of things for themselves. Mm -hmm. And I've known people that were raised – vegan and raw food vegan and their biochemistry put them in a little bit of a trap and as they aged and became teenagers and decided to smoke and decided to experiment with alcohol and wanted to eat junk food with their friends their bodies had very severe reactions to it and i feel like you don't want to put a kid too far in that box of a clean lifestyle you want it to always be there and you want them to be raised that way to some degree but well, you, you want them to be able to decide yeah i want them to know like what real food is what healthy food is but if they're going to a birthday party, like you always say, they can eat the birthday cake. Like yeah. they can live a normal kid life. And like if they go to their friend's house, they're probably going to be eating chicken nuggets and pizza. Yeah, it's going like, to happen. I don't want there to be shame around food issues. Food. No I don't food want issues. there to be body issues. Like, right. no, like I don't want there to be any of that. But we're not going to be serving up animals for them. You know, like I had a. Um... I knew a colonic therapist uh, who um, uh, had this child that was young and I kind of watched him grow up a little bit. And, uh, you know, he was a boy. So, of course, he really liked me because he was like kind of looking for you know another man to like just like take interest in him. So he used to be around a lot when I would give his mother colonics and he was watching me eat an apple one day and he was like, oh, you're eating an apple. So that Wait. means. Were you eating an apple while no. you were giving a colonic? No, no, this that's was, what you just said. No, no, I. She was in the. Uh, she was in the studio for a treatment. Honestly, I wouldn't put it past you. Yeah, I'd probably eat while I was giving a colonic, but let's not talk about that. But, um, you know, you do something so long that you know uh, I wouldn't do no. that with a regular client. But no. But anyway, so um, he was watching me eat an apple in the waiting room. We were talking. And I was like, we were drawing. I was waiting for his mom to to to. Um, come out of the room and, 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 you know, he's watching, he's like, Oh, you're eating an apple. So that means that you, this is the first meal that you've had. And he like starts going into the dogmatic food combining stuff. And I'm like, you're like four years old. Like, why do you even you shouldn't care, care about know this? About any of that. I was like, I really hope that this kid doesn't have food issues because all these food rules and the cleansing stuff, like that's good. If it, if it, if it brings value to your life and it's exciting for you, like it is for me, like, I don't feel like I'm in a food prison ever. I like right. love the way I do my thing. But if it's not that, and it's it's instilled at a very young age. I just see a little bit of danger with that. Yeah, it is, especially with girls. It will be yes. dangerous. Like, I mean, if you have food rules and things that you do that work better for you and your life, but you're not. It's not about like trying to get rid of that tiny, tiny amount of belly fat that you might have. You know, yeah. like if that works for your life and it's healthy in your mind too, then that's fine. But you don't need to be like 
telling your little kid about how they can't eat certain things at certain times or like you just like we can feed them a properly food combined diet without talking about it yeah they just like, eat like, that's how they eat at eat, home we're eating a smoothie this morning like yeah that's it and it's less food combining is less important with kids unless they're walking around with swollen bellies or constipation issues or then then you could then you could well, even a lot sneak of kids that in. do have those issues they with do the standard american diet they do yeah um, you know, another part uh, to it, like, like I have friends that do this with their kid. They raise their kids basically on vegan diets and they go eat the birthday cake at the cousin's thing or whatever, you know, whatever the thing is. And then they get colds and ear infections and they don't mm -hmm. feel good. And they just tell them the truth, but not in a guilty way. And they said, oh, yeah, you know, you remember when you had that cake? That happens to you when you have cake. Come here. And then they just comfort them. Come here, sweetie. We'll get you through this. But then the kid knows. Oh, if I eat dairy and sugar, I don't mm -hmm. feel good. I don't feel that And good. then it's up to them. But like they don't ever say you can't eat it. You know, they don't give it at home, but like then the kid can like be intelligent as a child and learn about these things without shame and guilt. It's an art, but I think you and I could uh, can do that really well. All right. Those are the ones that I chose without weeding out. Where's some of all the inappropriate I ones? weeded out some of the some some more. <laughs> there was a few of them I let slip. Through. I wanted to get in on those. <laughs> I love your mug. If you're if you're watching this on. <laughs> If you're watching this on YouTube, Holly has a mug yes. with uh, a woman with a ring on her finger, and it says "fucking finally." It's an engagement ring. But That's all right, exactly how I feel. Shall we wrap this up? <laughs> yes. That was fun. Um, I hope we answered a lot of the questions that you guys were were slipping into the Q and A's on Instagram. Uh, we'll see all you guys on Instagram. More podcasts on the way. A lot of them are going to be for, from Oregon and. Uh, Thank you, guys. Appreciate it so much. I hope you guys enjoyed this one, and uh, we'll see you next time.